Hello and welcome to The Little Pod, a little podcast where we take on big ideas, ask the big questions and hopefully offer a big load of support for all of you out there with little ones under five. The Little Pod is brought to you by Oxford University Press. We're still in Oxford, but today we have a special guest joining us from Cornwall. I'm Robin Belfield and I'm really excited to be here, so let's get started. Today we're joined by Naomi Jones, author of The Perfect Fit, How to Catch a Rainbow, How to Make a Story and Thunderboots. Naomi is a mum of two who lives down on the coast with her family. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And joining us a little later on for what the experts say, we have Katie Howarth, publisher with Oxford Children's and expert in all things picture books and reading related. Thanks, Robin. It's great to be here. Thank you both so much. Let's get started with today's big question. The big question. So today, the question we're going to be tackling is, why should we read at home? Yes, this time it's all about books and reading with your little one. Whether you read at bedtime, after nursery or school is finished, or you struggle to find time at all, you've probably heard lots of people saying it's a really good thing to do. But we're going to get into the why as well as the how. How do you find time? How much time is the right amount of time? Which book should you pick? And most of all, how do you make sure it's fun? We're going to start with Naomi, who, as I say, is calling in from Cornwall. Naomi, do you want to start by telling us a bit more about your passion for picture books and what made you want to write for children? So I have always loved books. I have loved books since I was little. Um, and when I was small, I still remember being read to by my own parents. And then as I got older and started started reading books, um, I mean, I'm still a really big reader, but I think there's something really magical about children's books and especially picture books, to be honest. I think they are so imaginative and fun and you can explore so many things in picture books. You can explore, you know, you can explore new worlds, you can explore topics, um, you can explore things like emotions, but you can also um, see characters uh, doing different things, you know, meeting dinosaurs or traveling into space um, and having new experiences. And I think there's just so much, as an author, there's so much scope for the, the kinds of stories you can tell in a picture book. And then I think when I had my own boys, so they're six and eight now, I read so many books with them when they were small. And it was so interesting to see how they engage with stories and um, the kind of books they really enjoyed, the bits they found funny, the bits that they kind of wanted to look at again and again and again. And I think it made me want to write for children at that age even more, to be honest. My boys, they, were, they gave me so many ideas for new stories. So many of my own stories are inspired by them. Um, so the very first book that I had published was The Perfect Fit and that is a story all about a triangle who feels like she doesn't fit in with the other shapes so she goes searching for somewhere she can truly belong and it was inspired by my eldest son who just started nursery when he was three and he was he was just finding it really tough to be honest he felt like he um, didn't want to play the same games as the other kids and they didn't want to play the same games as him um, so it kind of it, it came out of that and loads of my stories are inspired by my boys so um, in How to Catch a Rainbow there's a little girl who wants to catch a rainbow of her very own and she goes on like a nature scavenger hunt and when my boys are small and to be honest still today they love spotting rainbows and they also love going on any kind of a treasure hunt scavenger hunt 
Um, so yeah, I think there's just so much scope, to be honest, in picture books to have fun and to explore new ideas and concepts. Yeah, it's great. And how important do you think humour is in writing for children and, and why? So I think humour can be, I think it can be really important, to be honest. I think it can help make books feel really accessible. Um, and I think it can help make them really relatable too. I mean, my own kids, they love humour in books. And now, you know, I'll go around schools and do events and meet lots of children and share my own stories. And they love, they love it when they see the humour. And I think when they, I think when children feel like they really get the joke, they, um, it makes the book feel really relatable in a, in a different kind of way. And I think, especially in picture books, it's the illustrations can often add such an extra level um, to the humour. They can make books, you know, they can really elevate a story. Half of, half of a story in a picture book is told through the illustrations. And I've been really lucky to work with some amazing illustrators. Um, my husband, James Jones, who's illustrated some of my books. Um, Anna Gomez, who's illustrated a couple. And then more recently, Rebecca Ashdown as well. And, you know, the... I love that the way you write a story as an author, but the illustrator just brings it to life and adds all these extra, extra bits. So James often in the shape books we've done together, the shape, our shape characters will often say funny things in relation to the, the kind of things that they're building together or these different shapes. And it just adds that extra level. And the kids, they really, they really love it. When, you know, when, when I'm sharing my stories with them, those are often the bits that they, that draw them in. I think that kind of draws them in and makes the books feel, as I said, more relatable and more accessible. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, you've mentioned as a, as a mum yourself, you read to your boys. Um, how often do you, do you read to your children? And, and has that always been part of a routine? Yeah, so I've always, I have, as I said, I've always read to my boys almost, I think pretty much every day since they were born, even when they were teeny, teeny, tiny. And we now kind of read at bedtime every night. And it's my, it's my favourite time of day, because after all the busyness of the school run and homework and everything else is done it's a time of the day where we sit in bed together and they snuggle up and we read we read a story they've picked um and often I read most of it sometimes now they're a bit older they'll read a little bit too and it's just that moment of connection I think to just um spend some time together and you know sometimes we just read the stories and have a cuddle sometimes we use the stories as a bit of a springboard to talk about different topics or different topics in the books maybe or different things in their day um and I think for me it is really special and it's something my parents did with me and my sister when we were little you know and I've still got such fond memories of that time um and I think that's why when I had my own kids it was really important to me to to prioritize books and reading and you know I remember when they were really small I'd be reading to them thinking I don't know if there's any point doing this they're so little, like I'm not sure they can see the page. And sometimes I'd only read like three pages and then they'd want to try and chew it or just throw the book away. Or, um, And I remember saying to my mum, who um, used to be a primary school teacher, you know, am I doing it right? Um, is there any point? And she was saying, yes, it's so important because they're hearing all the words that you're using. And, and they're also, you know, they're even learning that you turn pages in a book from one way to the other. You know, they, and they're looking at the pictures and you're, it's not just about the book. It's also about that connection and that time with them. Um, and I still, you know, when they were little, I'd often have a book in the bottom of the buggy or the nappy bag. And now if I know we're going somewhere like to the doctors where we might be a while, I'll often pop a book in um, to read as like a, as a backup. So yeah, reading, reading to my, with my boys is, is really important. And, you know, they know I love books and, um, 
you know, it's something that I prioritize and yeah, we, we go to the library kind of every couple of weeks and I let them pick their own books and they love that too. Now they're a bit older, that kind of independence and be able to choose whatever they want. So yeah, as I say, reading, reading with them is probably one of my favorite points of the day. Oh, that's great. Really lovely to hear. Thank you so much, Naomi. What the experts say. Katie, be great to hear your thoughts on all of this. Um, Tell us, why is reading important for little ones? Well, as a children's publisher, I could talk about that for hours and hours. Um, So I shall try to be brief. Um, I think the best way to answer this question is to think about all of the things that are happening when you read to a child at home. So very first thing, think about the physical space in the physical environment. You're probably sitting with your child on your lap or you're tucked up in bed next to them. You might be lying on the floor together. You're there to listen to each other. You're there to share an experience. And what happens there is you have instantly the setup for this wonderful bonding experience. And that's even before you open a book. And then get into the books themselves. There's so much going on with children's picture books. Um, They can be funny. They can be very engaging. They often use wonderful, rich vocab. There are characters in them that you know, children children really kind of give their heart and soul to. They can really fall in love with them. What's happening there is a number of things. Concentration is happening. So um, that ability to be engaged for a period of time, uh, to, to follow, to concentrate. Also empathy. And empathy is a huge thing with reading. If you can relate to a character in a book, it makes it so much easier for you to relate to people in your life, to understand what other children are thinking when they start school. Language. You learn new vocabulary uh, through reading. And often children's picture books are written in such a way where language is repeated. So you might be familiar with books where there's a repeated refrain. Um, Harry McClary out of the gate and off for a walk when Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy. You know, it's it's hardwired into my brain. I will never forget that. So I I sort of see it as this amazing super highway of ideas, information, learning. Um, And the learning part is something I really want to pick up on, actually. Um, Naomi mentioned her book, A Perfect Fit, which I think is a wonderful example of this. But, you know, we have a cute triangle and she's going through some stuff and we all really feel for her. But also we're learning about geometry. We're learning what shapes are called. We're learning how patterns fit together. That's all in a little 32-page picture book. I think it's incredible. And, I mean, I think coming back to that concentration thing, you know, it can be hard. And um, certainly on our Razor Reader report, when we commissioned that, we found that 43% of parents find it hard to get their child to concentrate on reading. And, you know, obviously there's lots of disruptions, there's lots of gadgets, but I say persevere because concentration is something that you learn through practice and through experience. And in terms of emotional well-being too, not only is reading calming, um, but it often helps you explore and identify with your own emotions. Um, and uh, Naomi's got a great book called Thunderboots, which is about a child starting school. We really feel with her. We know through that book what other people around us who are starting school might feel. It's not surprising that 44% of children say reading makes them feel better. 
it's important for their well-being. Um, so I know there's a lot of ideas in that, but um, I find it an incredibly uh, exciting topic because in a way it's so simple, but so much is happening. Yeah, I can really see the value of it, but sometimes it's just difficult to find the time, right? Um, what is it that parents and carers can do um, and how much time should, should we spend reading to our children? Well, we always say the more the better, but, and this is a huge caveat, don't feel guilty if you can't spend a huge amount because it probably takes five minutes to read a picture book. If you read your child a book every day for a year, that's 365 stories and think what a wonderful and enriching experience that is. Another really important part of it is just uh, making time and building it into a routine. So five minutes before bed, five minutes in the morning, carry a book with you when you go out. Just build it into the fabric of your everyday life and it becomes a lot easier. Great. I'm going to bring Naomi back in because I know, Naomi, you had a question. So I was just wondering, you know, as a mum, I like to read together with my kids. Um, but I just wondered what your thoughts are really on when you're reading together with your child. Did you read or encourage them to try reading? And, you know, I think humour is really important. But is there anything you can suggest that might make the reading experience more fun? Sure. Well, to come to the first part of that question, uh, yeah, I think you should encourage them to read, but I think you know your child the best and you will sense when it's becoming too much like pressure. And the thing you don't want to do is make reading feel stressful. You don't want it to become, you don't want it to, to become reading to become to entertainment what our brand flakes is to serial, right? So you don't want it to be this sort of thing which is really good for you, but actually it's quite unappetizing because it's a bit boring. So I think with, um, I think, you know, be aware of what they need. And my own niece um, is dyslexic and she was only diagnosed this year and she was taking quite a long time to pick up reading and was struggling with it. And my, my uh, sister and my brother-in-law really read her stories. They, gently invite her to um to try and read things but they really didn't push it uh, and there were times when I was sort of feeling a bit like oh god you know make her read a bit more but actually it was a perfect thing to do because what they built is a child who loves to sit and listen to stories and loves stories and is therefore motivated to go through the quite difficult process for her of learning to read and I think that's a really special thing and then the second part of the question was fun. Um, I have a lot of fun in my job. I often spend my days talking about um, how to make silly bears more engaging characters in picture books. And the books are designed, you know, to be silly. They're designed to get belly laughs. Um, they're designed to make you say sometimes preposterously fun and ridiculous things. Um, I think the best thing is to just relax and enjoy reading. Um, you know, don't be scared of putting on silly voices. Don't be scared of encouraging your child to put on silly voices. And you've got all of those wonderful illustrations too. And as publishers, we often bury hidden elements in pictures for parents and children to find. So just spending time looking at a page and discovering all the elements in it can be so engaging for a child. Yeah, and just relax and make it something that you like to do. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, there's so many books to choose from, right? Is What kind of books are good to read with your child? 
well, I wouldn't recommend War and Peace, and I wouldn't recommend Gibbon's Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. Um, but I think the simple answer to that is read what your child wants to read. I I think it's fascinating the book choices that children make. So if you sort of send them wild and free in a library, they will sometimes come back with things that you're not expecting. And it might be because they're really into bears this week. It might be because uh, they like the green cover. Um, it might be because they think pirates are silly. Um, it could be anything, but, you know, roll with that. And I think anything you can do to make them feel like they're choosing is great. The other part of that is books can be really helpful for getting your child used to experiences they might have, changes might have, they might have uh, emotions they're feeling. And I think it's also great to look for books about particular things. So Naomi's Thunderboots um, is a great example. It's about a little girl with dyslexia who starts school. I think it would be great for any child who's starting school to read, um, to learn, you know, what their classmates are feeling, to learn that they're not alone in those feelings and experiences. Um, similarly, there are lots of great books about emotions and about learning to manage anger. Um, yeah, just anything you could really think of, you'll probably find it in a picture book. And if you really want it and you can't find it, please contact me at OUP and I'll make a book about it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think books that are helpful, books that are fun, books that you want to read again and again. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Katie. There's so much in there. Um, it'll be really great to finish on some practical top tips for how parents and carers can get the most out of reading with their little ones. So what would you what would you suggest? Well, I think the environment is important and the time is important. So creating a time and a space where reading feels relaxed and fun and build it into your daily routine. Uh, secondly, find ways to read things that your child feels like they've chosen. So even if they're very little and they just get a bit overwhelmed if you ask them to make a choice, if you ask them to select between um, the monster book and the ghost book, they still feel invested and they still feel like they've made a choice in it. Um, and thirdly, I'd say normalise books and reading in your house. Have books lying around, have them in places where your child can access. And if your child sees you reading, of course they're more likely to do it themselves. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. I'll be totally honest, it's certainly made me want to go away and read all the books. <laughs> we hope you've got some practical takeaways from today and you're feeling inspired to go away and raise the readers of the future. We'll be back again soon with another little pod taking on another big question. But until then, thanks again to both our guests for sharing your experience and advice. It's been fantastic to have you with us. And to all our listeners, we look forward to you joining us again next time here on The Little Pod. <laughs>